I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special round one bonus episode of the MLS Fantasy Insider podcast about the 2018 MLS fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Yes, that's right. If you want to get out there, play some daily fantasy, go in, go out whenever you want. DraftKings is a great way to do that. The season starts Saturday, March 3rd at 1 o'clock p.m., and I've got a great guest lined up for you tonight. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike Denton, uh, for our very special interview with MLS fantasy legend and daily fantasy expert, Skylar Redpath. Uh, how are you doing tonight, guys? Hello there. Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Pumping yeah, me up of course. There. Uh, we're excited you can be here to talk some DraftKings with us, and then a little bit later talk about the official MLS Fantasy Manager game. Uh, I know that uh, drafting and, and daily is something that a lot of people talk about a lot, and uh, DraftKings is, is probably the best way for people to go and experience that. Uh, I know it's really paid off for you in the past. Uh, some stats about Skyler. He's the 2017 DraftKings EPL King of the Pitch finalist. Previously ranked number one overall fantasy soccer player by rotogrinders.com. He's a former MLS fantasy grand prize champion. On the actual playing side, all-time leading goal scorer for NCAA Division II Oakland City University. And he's also a current MLSsoccer.com fantasy contributor and recently bestowed the title of legend by Ben Bear. That's, that's <laughs> quite a list. Oh, yeah. Finally made it. Is that, what's your excuse, Mike? <laughs> um, I'm just sad and pathetic. I, I, I just I have no yeah. business being here. <laughs> no, Mike's the, providing the, all the all the gold for me. He's he's yeah. giving me all the injury news in order for me for me to be successful. So that, that that's what I Mike. do. I just like you know help other people. You know get that's prizes right. and, and do that's right. I'm, I'm just like the coach, the manager. I'm like the Pep Guardiola to the. <laughs> <you know. laughs> well, I must be doing something wrong too because. Uh, I don't have a publicist and and that's how this episode kind of got started was I got, I got an email from a guy who was like, Hey, have you heard of this great fantasy player named Skylar? I was like, (laughs) I I know him. Uh, So that was kind of funny. So man, I mean, that's, that's big time Skylar got a PR guy. Yeah. (laughs) It's not that big time. I've been contributing with, with DraftKings for a few years now, both. uh, Well, I guess EPL champions league and MLS. So um, I think they're, just trying to reach out a little bit and grow the game a little bit more, I guess you could say. And, um, you know, glad to, glad to play my part in that. So I'm happy to, to join you guys this evening, talk a little bit about DraftKings and definitely some, some season long too. I think Reed, the problem is we do have a PR guy. It's just Jason Wiskovich and oh, it's just not, right. not going well. <laughs> He's too busy yawning at things or, or his printer's probably broken. That's what it is. It's all those. I think he out. loaned out his printer to uh, Mike Pecky for, for the rest of the <laughs> So we haven't got the PR releases done. That could very well be it. Uh, well, I said, we're here to talk daily fantasy. So let's just jump into that right now, Skylar. Um, DraftKings, it's it's not something I've played with a whole lot, but I've dabbled with it from time to time. Um, 
give us just the basic rundown for people who may not be as familiar with it as to what they can expect uh, from that game versus the fantasy manager game. Sure. So it's a, it's a daily fantasy format, which is um, anybody that's not familiar with it. It's one day contest, sometimes two day contest where let's say Saturday um, there's six games, I believe. Um, DraftKings has it broken down into a four-game main slate that starts at 6 p.m. That way you know, you're not spending your entire day keeping up with rosters and starting lineups and whatnot. So uh, basically contests start and end same day, and prizes are awarded. You win cash prizes. Uh, I've won uh, VIP trips to FC Dallas games before. So, no, you know, for me it's just it at – What's that? Yeah, Phil's in now, FC Dallas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it was a great time. Um, but, no, it just for me, it just kind of adds another dimension, a um, little bit more uh, another challenge, I guess you could say. Uh, just I enjoy playing fantasy, and, and for me, then it's kind of just another uh, another aspect of fantasy for me to dive into. And now this game is fairly consistent from year to year. There aren't any big changes that players need to know about coming into 2018, are there? No, the DraftKings scoring and the the rosters have been fairly consistent for the past year or two. There are uh, some differences, I guess you could say, compared to the season-long game as far as the roster goes. There's an eight-man roster. You've got two forwards, two midfielders, two defenders, goalkeeper, of course, and then you've got a utility slot where you can uh, choose another field player, forward, midfielder, defender. So a little bit different roster setup, but I think once you dig into the player pool, then you'll you'll start to kind of familiarize yourself with the setup. And um, not not too far off, I'd say, from the new setup of the MLS fantasy season long with the rolling transfers, um, you basically can swap your guys in and out up until their game starts. So um, can't say I'm, I'm uh, too upset with that new change for the season long game that since I've got a little bit of background with it. Mm. Uh, let's talk strategy. <laughs> so lots of times people love to debate the strategy, team formations, uh, switcheroos, auto-roos. Are there any general strategy tips you can give for players when they're just now starting to build their, their daily fantasy roster? Yeah, DraftKings scoring system really favors set-piece takers. So guys like Nicholas Ladero, Diego Valeri, um, Sasha Question. You know, you get a point per – I think now you've got – you get uh, – 0.75 points per cross. He used to get a full point per cross, but they've taken that down just a, just a notch. Um, so, but that's still still a good value to exploit. So, if you can find guys that are taking corner kicks, free kicks for their their squad, then those are the kind of guys you want to key in on. And uh, that's kind of how I've been successful. I'd, I'd say up until this point. So you've thrown out a few names already. Uh, let's let's talk players. Who are some of the guys who you consider top targets going into round one? So the season opener, like I said, they've got um, DraftKings has split Saturday slate up into an early slate, which is the two early games with uh, Toronto FC and, and Columbus, and then the afternoon game with uh, I believe it's Houston and Atlanta. And then the, the four later games that kick off later in the day, that's where the main slate's going to be. So I'm going to focus on that slate because they've got a $5 entry for their season opener that pays 500 bucks to first place. Pretty nice, pretty nice uh, 
you know, a little little pocket change there. Yeah, that's a nice ROI, if you will. I, yeah, I so five hundred bucks. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that is that um, Tam or Gam? <laughs> <laughs> it's just garbage. Uh, <laughs> that's Draft right. Kings box. Yeah, Dcam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Oh wow. Okay, so on that four game uh, season opener, the main slate, you've got. Um, New England and Philly, you've got D.C. at Orlando, Salt Lake at Dallas, and then Minnesota at San Jose. And so a guy that I'm really looking at um, with Kleshin out, I think Yoshi Yotun is going to have a pretty big game. He's the highest-priced midfielder on the board, but just from playing last season, his returns were really good. And with Kleshin out and with, I believe, uh, Coleman is out for the opener as well. Um, Yotun's going to have some added responsibility. So, I'm, I mean, I'm going to find a way to probably squeeze him into my lineup. Um, as far as any uh, values go, I'm actually looking at somebody on Minnesota, believe it or not. Um, yeah. All the way at the bottom of the defender pool, you've got – see here, we've got Tyrone Mears, who – Looks like he's locked up that right back spot for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. If anybody kept up with him when he was at Seattle, I mean, he was pretty good at bombing down the, the wing and sending crosses and getting involved in the attack. And I feel like it's going to have to be the same way with Minnesota. And he's almost min price here. So if you've got a min price guy that starts, then that's the kind of player that you want to target to open up the, the funds to, to be able to pay up for the guys like Yotun. And David had come on this slate. Um, those are the kind of guys that you're going to want to try to squeeze in. And a guy like Mears kind of helps open up that uh, that salary for you. Well, well, Skyler, you're you're driving me nuts because now that I've got those <laughs> tips, I want to go play. But I live in Louisiana, so I'm not. I know, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it kills that's me. One I thing I think. Yeah. Well, I know. Uh, I know. You know, several states are working through some of that, and it. it Seems like some have come around on it, and some are still um, kind of just on the on the fence about it. Which mm-hmm. I understand. I mean, it's it's uh, there's been some back and forth as far as the game of skill and whatnot. But for me, I mean, I feel like, and you guys could probably attest to it too. I mean, I feel like you know, if you're keeping up with who's got the hot hand, who's got the best matchup, um, who's priced, who's priced to where you can exploit the value, like I honestly feel like it's a game of skill for me. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate, Mike. I mean, I, I feel your pain. I, I uh, lived in Alabama for several years and um, just recently moved to Kentucky where uh, fantasy choice. sports, right, right? Good Read my, my uh, fellow statesman there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but no, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's across the board. Um, but yeah, Louisiana is one of the states. Unfortunately, you're not able to participate. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure it's just a matter of getting in the right political contributions <laughs> than, than anything right. else. Um, if you win a bunch of those five hundred dollar pots, you can help uh, contribute to your local government. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have some better things to do with that five hundred dollar pot if I did. <laughs> um, but uh, but thankfully Louisiana hasn't banned the MLS fantasy game, so I do have like one uh, place to get my my fantasy MLS in. Uh, and like you said, um, the 
biggest change to fantasy makes it a lot more like uh, uh, DraftKings, where you have the rolling transfers and rolling locks as far as you know. You, if you see a player and he's not starting, you can go ahead and transfer him out. Um, is that your favorite change that uh, the regular full long season game has made, or is there something else that you really like? Yeah, I gotta say, I mean that's that's the big one. I think that several people, including myself, were wanting to see that happen. Um, I'm still kind of curious to see how it will play out as far as the Switcheroo 2.0 or, or whatnot, whatever it's called now. Um, but no, I mean, I love the I love the rolling transfers. I think it's definitely going to give the uh, more hardcore players an, an edge, so to speak. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're going to have to probably invest a little bit more time in keeping up with who's in and who's out. But I mean, for me, that's all part of the strategy. That's all part of, um, you know, the work you got to put in if you want to if you want to be up there at the top of the leaderboard. So I don't I'm I'm on board with it. Uh, you, you mentioned briefly the new switcheroos, and I, I, every time I read a new article, it's got a new name. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> are you going to be looking to use a bunch of switcheroos in week one, or are you just going to kind of take this week easy and, and save that in the toolbox for next week? No, I'm definitely going to roll it out and just kind of see how everything falls into place. I think goalkeeper is almost a must. I think you've got to at least um, have two keepers in place and early an early keeper on your bench you know see if you get the clean sheet or not and then if if you do then of course you got to make the adjustments there but I think you've got to do that the entire season week in and week out you've got to have at least two shots at that clean sheet um, and so yeah this this weekend I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a trial and error for most of us and myself included um, but I feel like you're going to have to get acclimated with that pretty quick. If you want to, if you want to see yourself at the top of the standings towards the end of the season. So. Gotcha. Well, do you have any kind of other thoughts and any other changes? Do you like the interface? Uh, you hate the interface. Oh, you're just <laughs> trolling for that, <laughs> man. I mean, I like, I actually like the interface. I think it looks pretty clean. I like it. I, it took me a little bit to get used to the headshots and stuff, but I think that, as a cool visual, I am not a fan of not having the schedule on the site, which I know a lot of us have yeah. um, said the same thing. And it's just for me, then I never realized how, how important that was to me just to have it right there to, to easy access and take a quick look at who you want to target. But yeah, I mean, it's, that's my main gripe, I guess you could say. Other than that, I, I do like, um, I like the way you can pretty much just scroll through the player pool seamlessly. Um, without having to click through several different uh, pages. Um, I guess one other gripe I would have may, might be some of the used to be able to sort players, you know, say by like who, how, how many players have tra been transferred in and whatnot. That's one thing I think I'm going to miss about this year's version, which I didn't realize how much I use it, but it kind of gave you a, a good idea of mm -hmm. who was the chalk that week, who players were targeting, and who you might have to have almost a block if you, uh, you know, if you're trying to think of a differential than if you saw that a certain guy was being transferred in by the masses and you almost had to go that route. Um, I don't know. I mean, part of me, on the other hand, likes the aspect that that's gone now because then it, it makes it a little bit trickier. You're not, you're gonna have to play a little bit of a guessing game to see, um, who the popular players are this, this season. So it's interesting. I don't know. What about you guys? Anything? jump out that 
that you like or, or dislike about the new interface? Uh, well, one thing, uh, a recent change that I am not a big fan of is uh, the change of away team, home team, instead of home team, away team with the schedule that is built in. Uh, I feel like that'll be a little confusing. And if I can give a shameless plug at this point, uh, MLSFantasyBoss.com does have a schedule that people can download and look at that might be a little bit easier week in to week out to find out uh, who is playing who for for the week and even some of the the regular posts has a bit different breakdown so uh, but otherwise i totally agree i love rolling transfers i think that's been probably one of the top two most requested changes over the past couple of years and uh, i think that's going to give a lot of people a lot of options for how they play their team and uh, just how they can uh, adapt to what they're seeing on on their phone when they get a, a mobile update. Uh, I also love the change to the substitute system where you get the highest scoring player on your bench to replace a, a no player, a no playing player. Right. Um, that's that's just ending a frustration of, dang it, I put that guy in slot two instead of slot one. <laughs> right. And, now, I can't tell you how many people um, I helped run the MLS Fantasy Twitter Last season, I can't tell you how many people were confused by that, saying, "Why didn't this guy sub in?" He, you know, yeah. he had mm-hmm. twenty points, and the guy that actually subbed in only had two. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> the first player on your bench. But yeah, there was like I don't have to worry about that. This Reddit, season. all that I, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. What about you, Mike? You like the injury designations? I mean, oh yeah. You know, well, you I mean. The- the I guess the the trick is going to be whether or not they can keep it current. You know, if they can right. keep it update. And I mean that that's been generally the the issue that they've had is not being able to keep it on the late breaking stuff. Um, because I mean they had some of these designations last year, but you know sometimes people were red flagged and it was like, why are they red flagged? There's no reason. <laughs> um, and then you know sometimes they just didn't get the late info because you know, they just don't have the personnel to upkeep the injury page as, as accurate and as timely as, as you would like. So right, I mean, that, yeah. that'll be the trick. You know, if it's, it's a good feature, if the information behind it is, is good. Right. Um, yeah. I guess we'll just have to see how it all plays out, but yeah, I think that's moving in the right direction at least. Definitely. Definitely. And there'll be more changes to come as the season goes. Uh, this is a new provider. So, uh, I don't I don't know when that, that contract got signed. So more feedback just lets them know what we want. And maybe next year we'll get the schedule back. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, other you know, in the meantime, it gives me an excuse to print out the whole MLS fantasy boss schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I, I missed it from my desk last year. It was like, oh, I don't have this anymore. Uh, I, I think I need to respond better. to some to some feedback and, and try to get something more in the uh, split it up in half to, to match the seasons that we have now. Yeah, well, it it is a big file. I think it'd be hard to kind of fit it all on one table page. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've I've been having to use my resources. I've got my when I was setting my lineup the other night, I had my phone in one hand. You know, I had, I had set up on a kind of on a, on a little bit of a uh, stand, I guess you could say, and had the schedule pulled up over there, looking at it while I was tinkering with my roster. So, I, you know, you got to get creative. You got to use your resources at hand, but mm-hmm. whatever works, man. I mean, it's you know, you got to. You got to roll with the punches. If the schedule's not there, then find a way to, to get the schedule there sitting in front of your face. So, yeah. Very true. Um, now, we mentioned at the top of the show that uh, Skyler's also a, a content contributor to MLSsoccer.com. And you've got an article that just came out today on Thursday uh, about uh, preseason. What, what do you find valuable 
about I'm not going to tell people who you who you tip because go read the article. But right. uh, what is what is the biggest uh, positive about paying attention to these preseason results? And then also, what's the biggest trap that people can maybe find themselves in? Yeah, I think the biggest positive is just familiarizing yourself with some of the new faces in the league. Um, we got a glimpse of some of those, and I'll go ahead and throw a couple guys out. Uh, Armenteros from Portland. The guy just looks like a bull in a china shop when he's on the field. I mean, he's he's exciting to watch, and I think he's going to score some goals. So a guy like that I probably would have had no clue about unless I was keeping up with the preseason. Um and on the on the flip side too, I mean, you can't read too much into some of these results. I mean, these the MLS teams are going up against some college teams, some, I mean, maybe even like Sunday beer league teams. Almost <laughs> like I've seen, I saw, I saw some names out there I've never seen before. And you know, it's like Houston Dynamo wins nine one against the team. It's like who are these guys playing? So, you know, some of that you just got to take with a grain of salt and, and kind of know um, who they're competition is and real and recognize that these guys are um, just as we are kind of working into uh, the seat working towards the season and not quite in tip-top shape but you know I think it does give us a little bit of a glimpse of what certain players are are going to bring what kind of formation teams are going to run out and uh, you know for me then it's just kind of an opportunity to um, catch up on starting lineups and kind of get an idea of, of who I want to target opening weekend. Well, that is, uh, I think, the best way to put all that. I know for me, I I was pretty down on Montreal coming into this preseason because of just some of the pieces they had lost, new coach. And, and then I looked at some of their results, and I was like, oh, some of these guys are starting to build a connection and, and, and make a – make some goals and get some assists. So maybe I should pay attention to this more than I thought. So, uh, it's, it's for real, but no, you, you nail on the head when I forget who it was, but someone lost to Philadelphia five to zero. And I was like, that's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's, that's not going to happen. I don't know. Now that they've got uh duck in the mix. I mean, they've got a calm, I think they're piecing something together in Philly. It's, it's a situation to keep up with. Well, they can't play Minnesota every week, though. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I think it was New England that they played, so that might be something that we worry about New England. <laughs> well, they can't play New England every week, though. <laughs> okay, well, let's wrap everything up. Uh, the official MLS fantasy players, just like we do on the regular show, Skylar, I'm going to ask you each position. Um, give us some of the players you're, you're looking at uh, either who's on your team or just one or two players in general, you think people might want to keep in mind. So starting with keepers, who do you like? I feel like you've got to either go with fry or bone on the spot. I like fry light. And I'm, you're probably going to hear me targeting several Sounders players in the spot. I just, I don't feel like LAFC is up to speed for their uh, MLS opener i was i wasn't gonna say season opener, but just their mls opener in general they just yeah. it feels like they've just really piecemeal things together they're still putting pieces in place and seattle at home is not a good place to start your mls campaign so i feel like fry is going to be my guy if i can um find a way he'll he'll probably be my second keeper i'm going to try to find somebody in that early game maybe like a alex bono and uh try to stick with those two guys that is that is pricey. That's like twelve million in keepers right there. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. That's if if Bono turns up with a clean sheet in that first game, then Fry all of a sudden turns into a 
four million dollar you know, <laughs> bargain bin keeper and there mm. there's that extra salary so that's right that's that's the that's the joy of the new setup uh and maybe some of that salary goes to defense maybe not but which defenders do you like and i'm i'm all about spending some salary right now because i feel like graham zussi i feel like he's gonna be have a potentially probably a breakout season, I guess, as a defender. Like, he he hasn't been a defender yet in MLS Fantasy, has he? No, he was no, no, no. categorized last year, and I, I think he would have been – I don't know if he would have cracked the top ten last year, but he would have been right there on the bubble if he wasn't in the top ten as as points generators as a defender had he been categorized as one, just from the clean yeah, sheet bonus so, alone. Right, and, you know, you, you mentioned there – stellar defense that that sporting kansas city is known for and i feel like zussi especially with fail hopper out of the mix now um yeah they brought croise in brought a couple other pieces in but i feel like zussi is going to have a little bit more responsibility on set pieces and i feel like he's going to be leaned on a little bit in the attack even though he is a defender so um i don't i don't know i know mike uh isn't thrilled about this opening matchup with <laughs> sporting kansas city and nycfc I heard the Thunderdome bit, so uh, I don't know. I was a little bit <laughs> let down after. <laughs> I gotta say, guys, I mean, you hyped it up, and then it was like one-one draw. There's I don't want to pick anybody. <laughs> I'll have to. I should have waited and done a Thunderdome when it was Tim and Mike. That would have been a lot more more entertaining. Thunderdome. Yeah. Right. Thunderdome. So, yeah. So the no, problem is great, we have the the Hudson River Derby. We're just like both like a friend. We're like, oh god, we hate this game. We're, we don't want this to go. <laughs> I mean, I think you guys actually are, are, are right, but I don't know. You never know with, with uh, season openers. like. Teams yeah, I mean, it wouldn't of... shock me if SKC gets a clean sheet, you know. you know. Right, or it wouldn't shock me if it was like a 2-2 draw or something. And, <laughs> yeah, um, opening, see, opening week is a... so weird. <laughs> right, MLS in general, because MLS, <laughs> right, fellas? <laughs> that's right, because MLS. I think that's the first time of the year we've used it. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but no, I, I do like Zussi. Um, other than him, I'm kind of interested to see who Toronto FC uses on the wing. Yeah. Um, you you uh, mentioned my article earlier, another guy that was in it, and I'll go ahead and throw it out there, was Aro, who we've seen a little bit of this preseason and in Champions League. He's only $4.5 million. Um, he's just He looks like a guy that can move forward and contribute on both ends of the field. So I've got my eye on him at almost minimum price as a defender. I do like Vanderwill. He's expensive. So I'm just, I'm going to kind of keep an eye out there. If Aro's in, then he's probably in my lineup. If Vanderwill's in, I'm going to have to have a decision to make. So we'll see. <laughs> Next most promising 4.5 midfielder. <laughs> yes. All right. Now For defender. Let's go to midfielders now. Okay, yeah, in midfield, I mentioned the Sounders. Ladero is at the top of my list. Um, I don't know. I mean, you guys remember what happened in Minnesota season opener last season? I kind of feel <laughs> like LAFC is, like, in the same spot. Like, I feel like Seattle could legitimately hang four or five goals on them. You know Ladero is going to be involved. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like you, you have to find a way – if. Even if you got to move mountains, you got to find a way to get Ladero in there. No, I think that's a, a fair comment. I, I saw some some people mentioning on on Reddit how um, 
well, they were basically asking why we were so hard on LAFC, and and it's not because they have a bad team. They've got a lot of pieces, like like you said, they've kind of piecemealed from a lot of of areas, but uh, they're new. And and my kind of general take with fantasy, especially with a, a new team, is is always to hold back some. Maybe people are more bold, and you want to take a risk, and that could very well pay off. And some of these guys may be top twenty, top ten players of the year, but at the beginning of the season. I just have some skepticism and I really want to see some results before I start spending uh, eight, nine, $10 million on players. Right. And also LAFC is missing one of its starting center backs, Simon and LAFC. If you've read any of the preview articles, they don't have depth. Yeah. So, uh, and plus Seattle have played two real games already before LAFC plays their first ever game because Seattle's in CCL. So, I mean, maybe there's some CCL hangover there. Uh, we'll see. Um, I get to, they play tonight. Maybe they might be playing right now, but I think um, they actually are. <laughs> yeah. I'll check that lineup in a second. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, it's definitely something to target, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think other than Lodero and the Sounders guys, um, one other name from the Sounders, and then I'll I'll quit until we get to Ford. <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Magnus Wolf Ekram? I guess is that how you say his name? He's he's just known as Wolf in the game. Like that sounds kind of pretty beastly, <laughs> but just known as Wolf in the game. I haven't seen him in too many projected starting lineups to start the season. I think he's definitely going to be in the starting lineup once the season wears on. But um, you know, he's apparently. You got a pretty nice skill set in attacking mid. So I um, feel like I'm interested to see how that meshes with guys like Ladero and Dempsey. Um, and he's 8 million. So if he's in the starting lineup on Sunday, he's probably a guy that I'm going to um, jump on right away. Just again, based off of hoping that Seattle lay it on LAFC in their first game. Yeah. Well, let's go right to forwards and get your Seattle pick for this group. <laughs> so I think Javinko's in play here. I mean, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just going at, going off the top highest <laughs> priced players here, <laughs> naming all the highest priced players. But there's so much value that you can squeeze guys like Javinko and Ladero and Zussi in if you really want them. Um, and again, with the whole. Switcheroo 2.0 thing, you can sit a guy from an early game who's like five, six million on your bench, see if he has a good game. And if he does, then, yeah, that frees up extra salary to, to pay up for the guys like <coughs> Javinko and Ladero. So, yeah, I mean, Javinko's up there. I think you got to keep Will Bruin in mind. I mean, going back to Seattle, he's only seven million. And, again, if you feel like Seattle's going to pile it on here, then Will Bruin – I believe he's going to get the start. So seven million opens up a lot for your lineup. Um, I think I, another guy. Was like Mike and I were that? having the discussion before the show started, um, weighing Bruin against Dempsey. Uh, so do you do you so you like Bruin over Dempsey? To, was it because of his production last year, uh, or non-production for Dempsey last year, or is it just um, something else? Yeah, I feel like. Dempsey doesn't offer a ton as far as bonus point production. If you're going strictly based off of, um, you know, scoring goals, contributing to goals and that kind of thing, I feel like they're almost on par with each other. I mean, I do feel like Dempsey's um, the sexier play, if you will. He, I'd say he, 
yeah, he probably has a little bit more breakout potential than a guy like Will Bruin. Um, but Bruin, if he's given the shot up top, then he's, he showed last year that he can run with that and score goals and in a game like this. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him turn up with a couple goals. So if you're going for that, what is Dempsey, two and a half million more than, than Bruin, then I feel like I might want to take the savings with Bruin in that spot. Okay, fair enough. And did you have one more pick? I'm just going to throw out uh, Kai Kamara, I think, is in a pretty good spot here. Um, Mike, you mentioned Simon being out along LAFC's back line. Montreal have some issues along their back line, too. And I think Kai, in his Vancouver opener, home opener, if you will, I think he's going to uh, exploit that. So he's a guy I want to try to get in my lineup. I'm not sure if he's going to end up in my lineup, but he's one of those, you know, you're the entire week you're saying I got to find a way to get him in. He doesn't get in. And then he's the one that goes off for a hat trick and you're just <laughs> kicking yourself. Like <laughs> I had him in all week, but now he's, I think he's in a good spot here. So I'm, I'm kind of keeping an eye out. I might try to make some room for him. I think it's going to be a interesting time this season, trying to keep the Camaras straight. So <laughs> yeah, definitely distinguish between your K and your O Camara. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, who are you targeting for your captain? Uh, Ladero. I think Ladero's pretty much locked in for me at this point. And I figured that's what was coming. And uh, then if, if you can, if you want to be so bold, this is a section people often ask us to uh, keep track of how many people get correct, but I, I, I don't think I'm going to because it, it might not be, be very helpful. Um, clean sheets. Who do you think has the best shot at a clean sheet tonight or to, tomorrow? The third. The third. <laughs> uh, surprise, Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm piling it on LAFC here, but I'm just I'm gonna exploit that game and have as much exposure as I can. I'm I think for me the difficult thing about um, that game is that I want I'm trying to determine if I want more exposure to their backline or more attacking exposure. And I think at this point I'm gonna probably try to get three attackers and maybe a guy like Fry if you know if my goalkeeper situation turns into that. So we'll see. But, yeah, I feel like uh, Seattle are in the best spot to pick up a clean sheet. I like it. I'm also going to drop uh, something with Seattle. Um, th- I did just check out their lineup for CCL. Um, starting on their back line is a guy named McCrary. Um, I think they picked him up for New England based on the picture. Um, but he is a 4.5 defender. So, And it does look like from another lineup I've seen, uh, Matt Doyle's lineup, that he looks like the starter. So if he stays there, that might be a good budget uh, pick to keep an eye on. Yeah, that's a good shout. I don't know if you can see who their other center back is, but I think Tony Alfaro has been starting alongside Chad Marshall with Torres out. And I'm not sure if that's going to carry over into the season, but he's 4.5 also. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I guess, yeah, it's Nuhu, Alfaro, Marshall, and McCrary on the back on their back line. With okay, um, well, that's good to see Nuhu back out there. Yes, um, Wolf is on the bench. Uh, Svensson, Roldan, Ship, Ladero, Dempsey, and Bruin. But I'm guessing Wolf and and Ship will probably trade in and out all year. That. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm thinking. I've seen Ship in some of the projected starting lineups for the opening weekend. I just I can't see him beating out Wolf over the course of the season. but Well, and that's probably an easy switch with the three-day uh, right. layover. Yep. No, you're right. And I, I, 
that's partly a little bit of what I'm getting hung up on on the Seattle clean sheet, I guess, is their back line isn't completely healthy. Either. Mm-hmm. I know we're just talking about their midfield, but um, you're mentioning the 4.5 defenders, and they look enticing, but, it's, I mean, that's it's not – they're no Roman Torres or Kelvin Leardam. Like, you know, those are the yeah. guys that are going to get you the points, and, and the 4.5s, you're just – throwing them out there hoping for the clean sheet, whereas you kind of know what you might be getting out of the other guys. So we'll see how it plays out. Well, probably depends if that keeper, if you need, if you, cause I mean, if you're going to do keeper or any of the other switcheroos, you pretty much have to do 4.5. Yeah. You know, on the yeah. back line. Really tough. All right. Well, thank you so much, Skylar, for joining us tonight for the show. Uh, great tips. Uh, and everyone who's not dabbled when DraftKings yet, uh, listen to the, what Skylar's saying and, and give it a shot. Uh, any plugs that you want to leave us with tonight? Yeah, go jump in the MLS season opener on DraftKings. It's a $5 entry. Like I said, pays 500 bucks at first. It's uh, $3,500 in prizes across the board. So even if you don't come in first, I think it pays – right down to like 200, 200th place or something and double your money if you come in 200th. So it'd be a good time. Like I said, um, just adds a little bit of added fun in addition to the MLS fantasy season for me. So I enjoyed, I think several MLS fantasy players would probably enjoy it as well. And, uh, yeah, it's a good time. So jump in, hit me up on Twitter. If you got any questions, my, uh, Twitter handles at DraftKicks, and I'm always up for, uh, a little fantasy banter. So uh, give me a shout. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening for this special episode. Don't forget to set your lineups uh, before one o'clock on kickoff on Saturday. But if you do forget, don't worry. There's rolling transfers. Good luck. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>